the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay, welcome back to Hour 3. It's Backbone Radio, and let's talk about Colorado thermostats. Let's talk about some energy issues, some environmental issues, and so forth in this hour, plus a few other fascinating sundries. But I have to say this. The great American Eric just dropped by the studio, just dropped by the station. Actually, he was he was he downstairs, Blake? He was downstairs? Yeah, he's downstairs. Okay. And uh, dropped us off some of his famous burritos, some of his famous breakfast burritos. And I'm holding three of them in my hand right now. They are warm. I'm going to put them right in my Yeti because, yes, I bring a Yeti into the studio, which is like one of those cooler things, keeps things either hot or cold. In this case, cold is going to be my choice here with uh, Great Americans, Great American Eric's famous burritos. And I've been hearing about these for at least a year. I did not know that they were a thing until all of a sudden I started hearing about them and then like everybody's talking about them. And now I finally have three of them right here in the studio. And Blake, did you earn some too or did he just give them to the illustrious host? Did you? Yeah, uh, I got some too. You got some too? Yeah. You've only been here for three weeks and you've already earned breakfast burritos from the great American. Sorry to, sorry to overstep you there. <laughs> Let me take your job next. 100% earned for your fantastic work back there. But uh, I I think that, I don't know, Great Americans should have given at least like a month, you know, before you get to burrito level producing ability. At any rate, we're very excited about this. And um, so Great American, I don't know if you've uh, gotten back into your car and you had the radio on, but let me just say, God bless you. We love you. And you're a MAGA, great American-type Republican, African-American who makes the best burritos on the planet. I can say it just through osmosis, touching the packaging here. I just know they're going to be great. And uh, I wonder if there's green chili on them. I wonder if they're – do they have green chili? I think I remember – I'm not sure, but I, okay. I, I think they have some hatch green chili. I th- he said he was working all night making them. So Oh, are you serious? Okay. All right. Working. It's Labor Day weekend, and he's working. Just like we are around here, but it doesn't feel like working at any rate. Uh, little vignette, little little aside to the great American Eric, who uh, love it when he gets a chance to call in and we can we can talk. Um, let's see here. Yeah, Colorado thermostats, folks. Did you did you see this in the Denver Channel? I guess that's Channel Seven. I don't watch local news. I have to admit, but once in a while I'll catch the clips. Yeah, Channel Seven, the Denver Channel. Jacqueline Allen, reporter, did I thought it an extremely good story, extremely good report. And I love it when I see a good report in the media about something, especially local media. Thousands of Excel X C E L for people in Colorado know what Excel is. Our power energy largest company. Thousands of Excel customers locked out of thermostats during energy emergency. 22,000 people lost control of temperatures in their homes for hours on Tuesday. So um, it got into the 90s on Tuesday. It got hot. 
And a bunch of Coloradans, apparently 22,000 Coloradoans learned that they did not have control over their own thermostats in their own homes as things were heating up. And the uh, advisory here is temperature locked temporarily during energy emergency. This is what I'm looking at from from a SNAP web page photo. Temperature locked temporarily during energy emergency due to a rare energy emergency that may affect the local energy grid. Your temperature slider has been changed from 8 p.m. to 8 p.m. because you enrolled in a community energy savings program. To opt out, contact Excel Energy Central at, and there's an email address. Did anybody uh, out there listening have this problem? I'm kind of curious. Um, so I think some people were actually in this um, this community energy savings program, at least 22,000 folks, and they didn't realize that they were in it. And they maybe didn't really know what it meant. I mean, maybe some of them did. Maybe they uh, wanted to be a part of this. But, um, again, this Jacqueline Allen, nice report over on uh, Denver 7, Channel 7, about this. Uh, and I have some audio on that. And why don't, I, why don't I play that as we just discussed this a little bit. It's kind of interesting to think that this is the kind of world we live in where you might not be able to control the temperature in your own home. Right? And what what else could fall in with this? We live in the digital world. We live in a digital economy, increasingly so. What if, uh, you know, we have digital cars and some people like somewhere in charge of the energy grid or would decide, oh, you can't drive right now. And they just shut you off. Don't let you start your car or you're like trying to drive to, you know, Westminster or something. And you can't do it because they just say, oh, we're shutting you off. Yeah, we don't have enough energy today. Sorry. You're going to have to just sit there a while. Um, what about digital currency? You know, no cash, you know, it's a no, no dollar bills. It's like all digital currency. Someone, they say, well, I'm sorry, you have a disapproved opinion on this issue. We're going to have to freeze your bank account, kind of like they did to the Canadian farmers protesting, the Canadian vaccine protesters. You remember that? And they're talking about similar kind of stuff in, um, in Europe, right? Um, but let's just get this story in from uh, Channel 7. We are expecting a blistering 95 degrees here tomorrow. And during these dog days of summer, of course, it's so important to keep your home cool. Well, when thousands of XL customers in Colorado tried adjusting their thermostats Tuesday, they learned they couldn't. Denver 7 consumer investigator Jacqueline Allen talked with some of those customers. Jacqueline, they're upset they had no control over the temp in their own home. That's right. And, you know, Excel is calling calling this a rare energy emergency. And, yes, they took over tens of thousands of smart thermostats here in Colorado. For the first time, there was nothing homeowners could do about it. Another hot one today with temperatures in the low 90s. Even Mike Nelson would tell you Tuesday was a hot one. The heat goes on. Which is why Tony Tallarico tried to crank up the A.C. I mean, it was 90 out, and it was right during the peak period. That's when he found out he had no control of his thermostat. A message from Excel on his thermostat saying temperature locked during an energy emergency. And normally, when we see a message like that, we're able to override it. Um, In this case, we weren't. So our thermostat was locked in at 78 or 79. Turns out he's not alone. Excel confirms to contact Denver 7. 22,000 customers were locked out of their smart thermostats for hours on Tuesday. It's a voluntary program. Let's remember that this is something that customers choose to be a part of. 
um, based on the incentives. Excel VP Emmett Romine says customers enrolled in the Colorado AC Rewards Program sign up to get money back, but give up some control for the greater good. So it, it helps everybody for people to participate in these programs. It is a bit uncomfortable for a short period of time, but, but it's very, very helpful. And it's rare. This is the first time since the six-year-old program started that customers could not override their smart thermostats. Excel says an unexpected outage in Pueblo, combined with hot weather and heavy AC use, led to the last-minute energy emergency. And I'll pause it there, but that is food for thought, is it not? It sounds like it's kind of a pilot program. It's a voluntary program that people sign up for this voluntarily. 22,000 people, apparently. But you start wondering about, I mean, like, we're heading into a really bad winter situation in Europe where energy prices are skyrocketing. And I'll do more on that in the next segment. Some information about energy crisis heading in the European direction. And remember, we've had California energy issues. And larger context, the green energy fanatics out there are trying to convert us, you know, to renewable energy, to non-fossil fuel energy. And I think they're kind of expecting that there's going to be um, energy shortages. Um, And they need to maybe find some ways to control how people can use their energy in order to uh, massage our way through an energy shortage time period, which they presume will go away once we have enough wind and solar and the rest of it that's actually fully functional. But there's going to be like a transition period. And so it's going to be rough. A little bit. Going to be rough in Europe this winter, and I don't know. How will it be around here? But, I, you know, this is kind of how things start, right? You start this little program, and they test it out, and they figure out how it works, and then, you know, um, pretty soon we're all doing this. And pretty soon nobody has control over their own thermostat. I mean, that's a risk. It's at least something to be thinking about. All right, more on this in just a moment when we come back, and uh, we'll look at Europe and – I don't like this big brother thermostat thing. Gives me a bad feeling, a creepy feeling. It's kind of creepy, you know? Merrill Haggard, the working man blues, bringing us back on this Labor Day weekend. Nine kids and a wife. That's, uh, did, I don't think Merrill really had nine kids, but heck, maybe he did. That probably kept him busy, kept him on the road. By the way, my parents saw his very last concert he ever gave. It was in Las Vegas. Toby Keith was in there with him. Merle Haggard's last show before he had passed away. Ah, love Merle. If I could vote for who should really be president in this country, I would have Waylon Jennings be the president and Merle Haggard be the vice president. That's kind of what I think. I'd vote for them. Yeah. Would you vote for them? You're on? Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess they're not around anymore, but (laughs) we could write them in still. I mean, we could do that. And then we would run our own country. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey, there's that line. The computer says, I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Dave. Sorry, Dave, but you can't do that, bud. Sorry. Um, Are we in that moment where you can't, like, control your own thermostat? Yeah, I mean, you signed up in the voluntary program, and maybe you understood what that was all about and what that meant maybe you didn't there's a lot of fine print and stuff i don't know that much about it but um this you know the world economic forum and the build back better agenda which is kind of synonymous with what the world economic forum agenda is i love 
to talk about Klaus Schwab, the villain, the Bond villain. These are not people who are interested in human freedom and human flourishing, but they're people who are interested in control and changing the future. And they talk about you living in a pod, owning nothing and being happy. Living in your pod, excess people, useless people, eating bugs, <laughs> watching your free propaganda that comes in at you through your telescreen, your Orwellian telescreen, while you eat your bugs and play your computer games, whatever. The vision for the future these people have is quite alarming, and I'm, do- I'm devoting more time to this World Economic Forum vision because they're trying to change everything about, you know, um, food how we raise and grow food in the world. They're trying to change everything about energy in the world. And they use climate change stuff, climate change data, which may or may not be accurate, right, as uh, the impetus behind it, as the cudgel, as the bludgeon to get their way. And they're trying to change things about, you know, human sexuality and all of that. They're trying to change all these fundamentals, these like these, this group of like, Really extreme fringe lunatic ideologues are trying to change food and energy and sexuality and human nature and go down the list. And they don't seem to have like, you know, human freedom and natural law and rights and liberty as part of their agenda. And I think deep down, you know, you look, it's kind of Marxism, of course. It's Marxist politics. It's Marxist philosophy in which, of course, they're the ones who somehow stand to gain from this. They're the ones who have the investments targeted to benefit from these changes in these arenas. Does that make sense? I won't go off too far on that right now, but um, this is like one of those little like tips of the iceberg popped up in Denver, I think. And um, it makes you wonder what kind of future we're having. I've had all these texts to studio. Um, someone was saying that, uh, yeah, describing her daughter uh, unable to operate her thermostat. Um and uh, some people are saying uh, avoid the smart thermostat. Um, uh, Teslas have been hacked and shut down. You know, driving your electric car, could it be shut down? Could somebody hack into it? Even if it was like not the actual company or not the people who are, you know, the good people who sold you the company. What if somebody, some other hostile actor hacked into your vehicle and shut it down or veered it off the side of the road because they wanted you to go off a cliff somewhere? I, I, you know, just, just thinking, just thinking, just speculating. Um, someone says, text the studio, do not get the smart meter with Excel. They can shut off your AC. Interesting, is it not? And um, I guess let, let's say hello. And I want to get into Europe. We'll talk about Europe and their winter. Winter is coming in Europe. Let's say hello to Kathy. Kathy, um, welcome to the program. You're in Littleton and glad you could check in. It's Kathy Thank there. You. Yeah. Howdy. Um, we. Yes, yes. Hi. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say that both myself, hi, both myself and my son-in-law hi. were offered this. Hi. Hello? Hello. Yes, yes. You're, you are rolling. Can and you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Keep carrying on. Okay. I love it. And, uh, yeah, and we were offered this, and um, we both turned it down. We were suspicious, and they hounded us and hounded both of us. Separate oh, really? calls, of course. We live in different residences. They argued with us, and they said to me, if you don't get it, we're going to charge you $11 a month just to come and read your meter. And if, we, and if you have to get it another time, it's going to be something like $46 to connect it. Oh, interesting. 
So you felt like in your interactions with Excel and their representatives, there was a little bit of like pressure, maybe you'd even say coercion yeah. to sign up for this program. But you were oh, aware definitely. that you would lose control of your thermostat in certain scenarios. And so that's why you opted. You did not well, decide I, we to do it. Suspicious. Yeah. Right. That's exactly right. Um, and they kept calling us and calling us and saying, you should do this. It's really no big deal. You know, you're going to get some money back. And we just thought it was very suspicious. And they, they I don't know how many calls each of us got. Interesting. See, and I've never heard of this uh, personally. And um, I guess in my family, I'm not the one who makes these calls as my lovely, sweet, amazing wife who does that stuff. But I've never heard that. But um, I wonder how... Uh, how this program is really, you know, going and what, what it was designed for and if they're testing it out for bigger and larger things or or what. And if I don't know if they're doing a little bit of strong arming here. That doesn't sound great, does it? Yeah. It was a note in our bill, in the Excel bill, and if you weren't aware of it, you would have missed it. Huh. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. How does that make you feel to see that uh, 22,000 folks on Tuesday – lost control of their thermostats does it does it give you just a little bit of a vibe or a feeling like hmm something about that doesn't feel quite right you oh. know oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah and the other thing we noticed is usually these things come on the next door site we feel like it was blocked nobody was commenting on it nobody hmm well um so well gosh I, I thank you for 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 sharing that with us. And yeah, like I said, Channel 7 did a nice report on this. And the fellow that they interviewed um, in that story, we heard a little bit of what he was saying. Uh, this uh, this fellow has, I guess his name is uh, Tallarico. Um, he said he had no idea he could be locked out of his own thermostat when he signed up for this voluntary program. And it was interesting. They showed a picture of his. He also has solar panels on his house. This Tallarico guy. I love that name. Tallarico. He's got solar panels on. So he's like a definitely a a very energy savvy guy, right? He's very progressive, cutting edge, but he he was not too uh, happy about losing control of his thermostat. Mm-hmm. Tony Tallarico, that's the perfect first no, name. If your last name is Tallarico, your first name better be Tony, don't you think? Um, anyway, I'm just I think joking so. around. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad you didn't sign up for that, Kathy. I'm glad you didn't uh, didn't do that, and you no. withstood the pressure because I don't know. Um, I wonder uh, if anything happened today because I think it was supposed to get to 94, and it was it's been kind of hot like starting September, right? Well, maybe it was a test run to see how people reacted. Yeah, and uh, you know I didn't see all that much news about it. I mean I dug around, and I will say I when something comes up I'll like search the different local news, and I looked at the other channels. This this is the only one I found was on Channel Seven. So, um, so again, a little little salute to yeah. that uh, Jacqueline Allen for uh, doing some reporting. Through. Oh, it was it was on Daily Wire and it was on the Fox News site. Right, it hit some of the conservative websites, and uh, to the extent Daily Wire is uh, yes. conservative, it's kind of one of my least favorite. Yeah, but uh, yeah. but Fox, yeah, same deal there. But you know, but Fox reported on it, and uh, um, I saw it on uh, over at the conservative Treehouse. Sundance reported on that over there. It is great, Kathy. Well, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna keep our eyes out for this one, and um, maybe you know the right. Stanley Kubrick era is upon us. Dave, sorry, can't let you do that. But uh, anyway, Kathy, thank you for sharing that. Stay close with us, if you would. Honored you're here. Be right back. Yeah, some Woody Guthrie here. 
said a lot of times he's woken up in the morning and didn't know where he was at. <laughs> that uh, Talking Hard Work song by Woody Guthrie is one of my favorites. And, you know, it's hard to bring a sense of humor into music, but Woody Guthrie, just what an American icon natural. The guy who was the biggest influence on Bob Dylan. Bob, yeah, how does it feel? One of my all-time faves. I try never to sing around uh, a microphone. I try not to, but I just kind of broke that rule. Apologies, apologies. Anyway, talking hard work. It sounds like Woody Guthrie was pretty good at talking hard work rather than working hard. Oh, would you rather talk about working or would you rather be working? I don't know. That's, I guess Hardly talking or hardly working. Yeah. What we're doing around here is talking about working. That's what we do. Amen to that. Anyway, um, going to be a cold winter in Europe. And before we go to the phone lines, we'll say hello to everybody about this weird Colorado thermostat issue. I'm sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave. I can't do that. Sorry, Dave. You can't turn that knob. Anyway, when the machines are in control. Yeah, I, uh, we're heading that way, folks. And uh, we got I think the people that are like in power right now, I don't trust them to look out for us and look out for our liberty and look out for our freedom and respect our natural rights as Americans. Anyway, all this uh, winter looming in Europe, and you're not hearing that much about it in the media. I mean, I'm digging, I'm finding stuff, but it looks energy prices are flying up the charts in Europe all across it. Let's just get a little bit of this in here. Tucker Carlson did a great piece on it the other day. Europe is descending into poverty. Did you know that? Had someone told you that? So the most advanced continent on the planet, the birthplace of Western civilization, our civilization, is getting much poorer very quickly. It's moving backward at high speed. Just a year ago, Europe was a modern place. For example, the overwhelming majority of Europeans heated their homes with natural gas, as modern people do. In Germany, the continent's richest country, only about 6% of households, most of them rural, heated with cordwood. And you'd expect that given that, again, Germany is a modern industrialized country with central heating and indoor plumbing and all the other trappings of a society that has moved beyond the medieval period. Last year, only about 6% of Germans used wood to heat their homes, but that has changed dramatically. Demand for firewood in Germany has risen so fast that there is none left to buy. You can't get it. So desperate Germans are now cutting their own wood, scouring the forests like their ancestors for sources of heat. Watch. Some in Germany are taking matters into their own hands with solutions that might look like a blast from the past. About two hours outside Berlin, residents of this small town have turned to wood chips for fuel. We have to be innovative, said the project's organizer. If we don't act and just rely on the government to solve the crisis, we'll never succeed. This burner will soon fuel most of this village of 60 people. So they call it biomass, but it's wood. They're burning wood again, as they did during the feudal period. That's Germany. In Germany, they're going back to the Middle Ages. Trump told him, remember the famous U.N. speech? Trump told him, don't become reliant on Russia for your energy needs, for your natural gas and so forth. And the Germans laughed at Trump. They laughed. Ho, ho, ho. That was funny, they thought. Now they're back to burning wood chips. Yeah. Winter is going to be interesting in Europe. Uh, that, that was Germany. Um, Poland. Let's hear about Poland real quick. 
In Poland, families are standing in line for days to buy coal. Not in 1910, right now, tonight. Cars queued up outside coal mines hoping for fuel. Quote, this is beyond imagination, one 57-year-old Polish man told Reuters. People are sleeping in their cars. I remember the communist times, but it didn't cross my mind that we could return to something even worse. Oh, but it's come. Something even worse has arrived. Even worse, the World Economic Forum, green global warming agenda, lose control over your energy, let's go solar, let's go wind, and let's freeze. Yeah? Let's hear France. Francais. The French government has announced energy rationing this winter. Just the other day, France had so much energy that it exported it to other countries. It was a net exporter of energy. Now... There won't be enough heat in France for everyone in the country to stay warm. Oh, the Francais. Well, uh, yeah. They're uh, wearing their berets, getting going to get a little chilly in France this winter. How about the U.K.? In the U.K., 70% of restaurants are preparing to close, to go under. Why? Because when winter comes, they won't be able to afford to keep the heat and lights on, etc., etc. This is happening across Europe in every country. Yeah, and in Britain, I was reading a story that, that most pubs are expecting to have to close. Pubs. When you start closing pubs in Britain, you know it's getting serious. Like, you know, like they're all about their pubs over there. And if they close them down, I mean, that's when you get the revolt. <laughs> that's when you get the masses, like, uh, I don't know, doing something that involves revolt. I don't know, folks, Europe in general, just so we get this in. So the question is, why is it happening? And the answer is extremely simple. There's an energy shortage in Europe. Cheap energy is essential. It is the key to everything that a normal society strives for. Prosperity, safety, a longer life expectancy for its citizens. Everything depends on cheap energy, but Europe no longer has it. And as a result, things are falling apart very quickly. Energy costs in Europe are expected to increase by hundreds of percent in coming months. Germany's year-ahead price of electricity, that's the benchmark for all of Europe, it's measured in euros per megawatt hour, that price just exceeded 1,000 euros for the first time in history. For perspective, just a week ago, last Monday, the cost was about 700 euros per megawatt hour. And that was a record. In other words, the price rise is approaching 50% in a single week. In France, electricity went up 25% in one day. That was last Friday. Imagine oh. that happening to you. Energy, energy markets in Europe are no longer functioning, I saw some uh, economists stating. And these morons in Europe and Biden and the team Biden in America thought, hey, let's get ourselves all dependent on Russian energy. Then, hell, let's go to war with Russia. Let's just do that. Let's go stick a the biggest stick we can find right in the eyeball of the Russian bear. And um, and let's see how that plays. And suddenly the, Russia's having technical problems with the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. They can't seem to find a way to get energy to the people who have declared war on them in Europe. It's like, you know, we are truly led by dolts and fools, but more than just fools, they're kind of like diabolical people. Ex-ample number one. Joe Biden's satanic red devil Luciferian wagging the tail with Marines speech with the blood red backdrop two days ago. Good grief. All right. I got some of that in. Not all of it, but some of it. And uh, let's just say a quick hello on the phone lines. And this is Sarah and Inglewood first. And Sarah, welcome. Hi, Matt. Hi. Howdy. 
Um, I just want to explain to your previous callers and to you, there are two issues being conflated that you're trying to put into one category. They're both Excel issues. Okay. Number one, the meter, the meter on the outside of your house that brings gas or electric to your house is owned by the utility. And I don't know what zip code you live in, but there is a good chance that you have a new electric meter on your house. It's bright white, and they changed those out all for the past last past year. Real so, quick, on the, conflating, on the conflating thing, I was just straight up reporting on what mm-hmm. the Channel 7 stuff was, but I was reading some no, text okay, to studio so, so that were not, about right. the meter thing. And I, I'm aware that those are different, right. but I'm glad that you're making that clear in case there was any lack of clarity. Yeah. Right. So the gal that called that said they kept calling us, kept calling us, whatever that was, that, that, that XL owns that meter on the outside of her house. And okay. so if she doesn't want the meter changed, she has to pay $11 a month for them to come read the old meter. Okay. Fast forward to what we're actually talking about, the 22,000 people. Got it. Okay. Smart thermostat. In, I know you're a doctor. You should understand this stuff. Oh, no. That, far from it. The, the <laughs> The thermostat is inside your house and that you own that and you can choose if you want an old Honeywell on there that's not smart or if you want one of the newfangled smart ones. So your guy that has the solar panels has to have a smart one in order to be reimbursed for his solar. So that was what he had. And then the other issue was an opt out issue. And obviously at least 22,000 people opted in because you right. got money up front. It was a hundred bucks from the get go and then twenty five dollars a year right after on. that. So it's the trade off. Um, Sarah, yeah, so it, well explained. I'd keep going yes. if I could, but here's the wall, but so well done. Thank you. You're welcome. Working on the building. Little Elvis Presley. Actually keep it. Keep it. Hear that other voice come in there? On the podcast you can't hear this. But the backup singer comes into this song and ends up taking it over entirely. And so Elvis then goes into the chorus, and the backup singer takes the lead. And I'll tell you what, that's a bold backup singer if you're going to take the lead from the king, which that guy did. I think it's one of the Jordanaires, you know. At any rate, it's a Labor Day weekend. We're playing the working music. We're working on the building. And so glad you've been on board. The brilliant text to studio, the brilliant phone callers all the way along. And one thing to keep in mind on this energy situation, Kyle Bass, who's a big investor-type dude, brings it home on this, is you're going to end up having poor children around the world harmed by it. They're going to go hungry from it in this World Economic Forum-inspired, climate-fanatic change-inspired, let's change the way we do energy. Let's do it all green and wind and solar. And Kyle Bass, I think, uh, you know, gets, gets to a point here. And I'm not saying we don't want some of the green energy, but not all of it. It won't work. Is these policies that are ESG driven and morally driven that we should convert everything to alternative energy tomorrow um, are going to end up starving the poor children of the world. Like it's it's and killing many of them. So it's 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 counterintuitive that that could actually happen. And that's what we're seeing, Melissa, with the prices at a thousand dollars a megawatt hour, a thousand euros a megawatt hour. You know, you're going to see. You're going to see real problems in Europe. I can't believe it's not on the front page of every paper every day. Something to think about, folks, and we're going to be on to that 
more as time goes on. And by the way, you're going to be hearing in the media, it's going to be the rampant propaganda. Oh, MAGA Republicans are extreme. Remember, we are the moderates. They are the extreme cult freaks in the beltway with very low approvals for their leader who just gave the satanic devil cult speech in front of the blood red backdrop. But the Dem- Democrats are the ones preaching violence. And I've got a whole clip here of Democrats preaching violence time after time after time. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick. How do you resist the temptation to run up and bring her? And I won't play all of that, but one Democrat after another after another preaching violence in that clip. And now they're the ones turning around saying that MAGA is about violence. You see, when you control the media, you control the social media, you control the tech tyrants. Well, you can get away with any narrative you want to a certain extent, to maybe like 20, 30 percent of the population. But we know the score, ladies and gentlemen. MAGA, we are the moderates, putting America first, the Constitution first. That's, that's, that's a moderate mainstream opinion. And the folks that want to undo all of that are the ones who are part of the fringe cult. But they have the microphones, so they're saying that, ah, no, you're the extremist. But, of course, just so we have the record straight, let's say hello to Deborah in Lakewood. Hello, Deborah. What's going on? Hi. I just want to say I was one of the ones that uh, they came, they they tried at my house several times and I wasn't home. And then they helped me at home when I was off. And I told them I did not want it uh, every time that I didn't have central uh, air, uh, heat, and cooling, both. Hmm. That I only had an air conditioner in my window and that it had energy saving on my air conditioning window unit. And that I do not want that thing on my house. And he got a little huffy about it. And I said, look, I do not want that communist crap on my house. Period. None. Bye. And I slammed the door in his face because I was just getting so upset with him. But well, uh, also, when you, were, when you were talking about what you were just talking about, how children will die because of all of this, that's what they want. They're, they're for the murder of innocent babies in the womb, even after born, after they're born. They, they want people to die. Well, they do not seem to be That's the, my the party of life. They do not seem to uh, have respect for humanity in general. I would say that, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's, I guess that's a certain way to put it. Tell you what, Deborah, don't mess with Deborah. Don't knock on your door if you're from the energy company. I'm impressed. <laughs> so. And my dad was worked for the power company for 32 years. Oh, you know what you're talking about then. But if your dad came knocking, you yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't kick him out, right? I I I hope you let him in. So No, he 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 can't. I got my house because he passed away. I okay, inherited yeah, yeah. funds to buy my house. Okay. <laughs> Well, Deborah, well, gosh, thanks for sharing that one, Deborah. My goodness. And uh, stay close with us. And David in Thornton. Hello, David. Welcome to the program. Thank you for taking my call, Matt. Uh, Yes, indeed. Talking about Maro Largo, you know, they said that there was a lot of laundry taken 
I wonder if that was the first lady's panties. They had a panty raid there, Matt. Yeah, that's. We've had callers. We've been joking about that. That these are like the FBI is a perverted bunch of people going into the first lady's closet. What the heck? And then going into that's what I said. Baron's room. The teenager, sixteen years old, ransacking his room. Come on. You know what Donald Trump should do? You know, since they broke in his safe. You know, I'm sure he has a lot of jewelry that's insured. He should make a claim that it was stolen. If that was me, that's what I would do. I'd go to my insurance company and say, these millions of dollars of jewelry I had was stolen. And let the insurance companies take care of it. Well, this raid is so far over the top, David. I mean, doesn't that make you worry? I mean... What kind of people do that? I mean, it's unprecedented. It's unlawful. It's never happened before in this republic. And they go in and they raid Trump's home. I mean, that 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 is one of these things that we will be remembering, folks. And that's deep state going supernova on us. They're better when they're in the shadows doing complicated stuff. But this one, I don't know. Did you have a bad reaction when you saw that, Dave? Yeah, but I'll tell you, one, uh, one of the good things that I I look back and I'm saying that I'm glad that Merritt Garland was not on that Supreme Court. Yeah, nor the head of the FBI, which is what McConnell wanted. Good point. I know that's, I know that's what he wanted. However, I'm glad that he's not on the Supreme Court. Yeah. Can you imagine that partisan mm-hmm. hack on the Supreme Court? He'd be right up there with a few of the others. Well, I keep going, but here comes the end of the program. But David and Thornton, all the best up north to our good neighbors up north in Thornton. Stay close with us if you you, would. Take care, sir. Have a nice nice Labor Day. Will do. Will do. And I'll tell you what, uh, maybe we'll close with this one. Uh, Where is A14? There it is. Uh, We'll go out with this. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot meet. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend, we will not break, we will not yield. We will never give in, we will never give up. We will never, ever, ever back down. Last night's rally. Trump as long in Pennsylvania. as we are confident and united, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a chance. Because we are Americans and Americans kneel to God and God alone. My fellow citizens, this incredible journey we are on together has only just begun. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Greatness. One movement, one people, one family. We'll see you next Sunday. Until then, signing out. So, with the help of everyone here today and citizens all across our land. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.